My name is Chris Burns. I am the artist and creator of Chicago Power of God. And today, just as promised, I'm going to be talking about my process for making backgrounds for my manga and my illustrations. So let's get started. Before I actually talk about my process, which is actually being shown on the screen anyway, um, a little bit about where I get my inspiration for my background art. I studied a lot of Masashi Kishimoto, which is the creator of Naruto, and a lot of Kohei Horikoshi, which is the creator of My Hero Academia. That being said, backgrounds, oh my gosh, they're not my strong suit by far in terms of just drawing a background from scratch um if i'm looking at a reference i chris burns yep okay so uh where are you from originally uh, so i'm born born and raised here in atlanta georgia that's where i'm from okay that's what's up i know it's uh it's been crazy down there for the past year yeah, I mean, I and I don't. I guess I should say I don't live. It's kind of funny because everyone that lives in Georgia um, says like, "Oh, I'm from Atlanta," but we're really not. I'm I'm like an hour south of of the of downtown, so I live in like the country for the most part. Um, oh, like past no, McDonough and all that. What you say? Like past McDonough and all that. Yeah, yeah, I'm in Fayetteville, so I'm like 45 minutes from McDonough. Okay. Okay, that's a nice little hike, man. Well, I appreciate you for stopping on by to the I Can't Make This Up podcast, man. Why don't you uh, go ahead and introduce yourself to my audience? Um, Hi, guys. My name is Chris Burns. I am a manga artist and graphic designer, but I'm most known for creating the manga Chikara Power of God. I have my books right here. My lighting is blue, but you can kind of see the covers, so (laughs) that's what it looks like, and that's what I do. Yeah, man. That's dope. I, uh, you know what I'm saying? I checked out your artwork, man. Shit was fire. And I'm just like, you know, that's uh, that's something most definitely I think that uh, more people need to see and, you know, um, you know, need to be marketed. Uh, I want to say marketed, need to be shared more often, you know. Not everyone can, uh, you know, have a talent like yours and not everyone is brave enough to put it out there at the same time. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate it a lot. All right. So uh, how long have you been drawing? I started drawing when I was about, I'd say six or seven, just getting into it. Um, my family on both sides are musicians or artists, so I kind of grew up with it. Um, but I didn't actually start wanting to do it in terms of career tiles, probably about like maybe nine or 10. I was just like, yeah, this is kind of what I wanted to do. Oh, okay. That's what's up. So a uh, huge anime fan, I'm assuming. Oh yeah, for sure. I you can, I think you can see them in the background. I got my My Hero posters <laughs> set up back there. <laughs> oh, those are all My Hero posters? Yeah, those three are My Hero. And then I have like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of my own. But you can't see them because of my camera. <laughs> okay, so I, I don't want to... Um... I don't want to go super blurred on here because uh, I'm a huge uh, anime fan myself. Let me ask you a question. Are you current in the manga? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Okay. Do you think uh, Deco is uh, picking up the quirks too fast, in your opinion? Um, In my opinion, uh, I don't I don't know. Um, 
I try not to talk too much about the manga because my friends like don't read it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to like do a podcast and they're like, oh, he did a podcast. And they listen, they're like, oh, spoilers. Um, so I guess spoilers for everyone that doesn't read the manga. But in my opinion, I think that it's like, it's cool, but also I feel like sometimes the creator could be rushing a little bit because it's coming to an end. So maybe he might just be struggling. Maybe like it's important, but maybe I think the creator's thinking like it's not as important because like of what's coming up for the end. So he might just be trying to, you know, grind them out so they're not taking forever to like learn and stuff. So Yeah. I um I, I guess you could say that when when you have a show like that that you gravitate toward and you you become a huge fan you i mean anything you like you never want to see in uh <laughs> you know not shortly and everything but you know when you put your head inside of like a you know a comic book realm you get to thinking like you know uh, how things move in the time and, and everything like that and so you kind of hear the comments and then you kind of like make your uh you know, take your side on what you think is right and what you think is wrong. So, you know, a lot of people go back and forth. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, these people don't exist, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, the creator's going to do what he wants to do with it. Like, yeah. So, I mean, do you uh, do you have that problem yourself? Like, when it comes to uh, creating your stories, do you do you feel as though, like, like you uh you might be trying to end something or or you try to please people when you make uh make your uh, anime um for me personally my biggest struggle is timing because i have since i have like the whole story from beginning to end mapped out it's just like i want to get from point a to point like be really really quickly because it's like super really cool stuff that's gonna happen but then it's like i have to like for i have to remember that i have to build and like build the anticipation up with like the things that happen so that way the readers just like how did he get like this power or learn how to do this super fast? That doesn't make sense. I don't want like, I, that's like the hardest part for me, but in terms of like the audience, um, no one's really like read my stuff yet and said like, you know, like, uh, or, or trying to guess what's going to happen yet since mm-hmm. I get still pretty early on. I mean, I'm going into book four, but no one's really been like, you know, oh, I don't really like how this happened or, Oh, this should have taken like, no one's really had that credit. I haven't had that criticism yet. So I don't really know how I would deal with it, but, kind of goes back to kind of similar what I said before it's kind of like at the end of the day like it's my story and you can either like what I do with it or you can don't but like you know (laughs) that's I like that's that's my opinion on it but okay so when you uh well I I could say this um let me ask you this without getting too technical how did you get into you know manufacturing your comic book or I mean sorry your anime um like how I get into like like in, like making it from like beginning like from scratch. Well, making it and trying to get it the distributed. And everything. Okay, okay. Um, so I got into I grew up with anime manga since uh trying to make a quick summary. I grew up with it. Grew up with anime at least. I didn't start reading manga until I was like fourteen. Um, read and finished Naruto all the way through. That was a journey. And then after doing that, I finished that in two thousand fourteen, roughly. Then I was just like, you know. I feel like I could do, because I was already drawing and like doing other stuff, but I was like, I feel like I could do something similar. Like I can make manga. I was like, I feel like I can make manga and it's not being done here in the States by Americans. So why not? And long story short, I made a couple of stories. They flopped. I grinded. And then I came up with this idea in college in 2018. Um, 
and then everybody of course loved the the like the the pitch and said this is really good so i started working on it and then i got it i, I self-published by the way i, I self-published by amazon i first i started self-publishing on lulu in 2019 that's where book one came out on and then i switched over to amazon publishing by book two and then you know now i'm just on amazon completely mm-hmm. so okay was it uh i mean i know you got a uh you know kind of a positive reception um when you were in college and you first you know put it out there was it scary at all saying what the results gonna be once you like put it on lulu or amazon um it was for me, it wasn't really, I guess, scary. It was more, I mean, it was exciting, obviously, because like, I have my first story, like it's out, people are reading it. Um, it didn't really start to get like worrisome until book two, because then I could start seeing like the people that were really like getting into the series and that kind of stuff really start to um, have their own criticisms. And like that's something as an artist, you always have to try to handle, whether it's like art, music, whatever. People are just, some people are just not going to like your stuff. They're going to say, oh, it's a ripoff, oh, it's a copy, like blah, blah, blah. But that's like the mental part of everything where you have to just kind of realize that that's their opinion. Like that's their honest opinion of it. Like everyone has their own opinion. So that's been like the, I guess the, the biggest, I guess, struggle and like, I guess fear was uh, people aren't going to like it or some people might not like it because of, you know, my, it's religion based. So people might not like it because of that. People might not like it because of my art style. So that was like the kind of like, I guess biggest thing to get over um, as an artist, just because you want everybody to like your stuff. Okay, so who are some of your uh, your favorite artists as far as you know drawing? Um, my top three um, would have to be the creator Naruto. He's my he's the one that got me, like I said, into it in the beginning. Masashi Kishimoto. My second would be White Manga, the creator of Apple Black. I started watching his videos probably during that period of time, like. 2013-14 when I was getting into manga and like learning how to draw it um he was already big on YouTube and stuff so I have to give shout outs to him because he definitely has helped develop like I developed my style by watching videos and tutorials and that kind of stuff and then on um, my third is uh Kohei the creator of My Hero even though he's more recent um he's still a big inspiration just because of how good My Hero is in, in terms of art and then story like he definitely um is an inspiration for me too I still look at and, and fashion that's the other thing I look at how he does fashion design and stuff for his characters. It's really inspiring. Okay. Would you say uh, My Hero is your favorite or would you say Naruto is your favorite? Naruto is my favorite just because it's the OG. (laughs) My Hero is a good second and Attack on Titan is like my third. I try to get into Attack on Titan, man, but it was just like, I guess it was just too overly emotional for me. It was like everything was so dramatic, and I'm just like, <laughs> oh, my God. It's 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 definitely a journey. <laughs> yeah, what, uh, what are some of uh, the shows you couldn't really get into or you weren't really a fan of? Um, for me, okay, so this, a lot of people hate when I say this. I personally don't like Hunter x Hunter and Full Metal Alchemist with a passion. Mm-hmm. I don't like those anime at all. Like, I know people are like, they love it. Like, they think Hunter x Hunter is amazing. Full Metal Alchemist, they're like, oh, it's amazing. Those are the only two anime in my entire life that I just could not get past the first episode. I was just like, this is terrible. <laughs> I just could not. I just could not do it. Um, there's a YouTuber that does, like, uh, breakdowns on different characters every day. Um, I believe the channel's called The Onagi, if I'm not mistaken. 
and I got a little background on Full Metal Alchemist, and I know how the show goes, but, like, I watched, like, a movie or two, and I just I couldn't get into it. Like, usually a movie will suck you into the, you know, the series, but Hunter x Hunter, it's not too bad. You just gotta, you gotta get through, I want to say, like, the first five episodes of season one, and then you'll kind of, you know, start to like it. Like, once they actually start fighting, like, for real, I think you... You might like it, but, you know, to each his own. I'll try. I'll give it a try again. For me, it was just that, for me, the first episode, it's like the first episode has to, to grip me. And when that first episode came on Hunter x Hunter, he's like, I got to catch this fish. I was like, <laughs> dude, I don't care. Like, I want to I see what this show's about. <laughs> like, I don't know. That first episode, I was just like sitting there just like, dude, I don't care about a fish. I really don't. What, your dad is dead? What? I don't know what your dad like. <laughs> Oh, man. So have you ever, uh, you know, uh, traveled outside of the state or the country in pursuit of, you know, knowledge for your anime? Yes, I went to Japan in 2017 for, I believe, two weeks. Mm-hmm. And it was a trip that I went with my college. But because then it was like just a trip, like, oh, we're doing a trip to go out of the country. Like, and everyone, of course, was like, yeah, I want to go to Japan, like, and all that stuff. And it was cool. But for me, it was like, I wanted to go just because I grew up around that culture and I wanted to learn more about it firsthand. But also I wanted to go to look at stuff that, you know, creators were inspired by to work on their series, you know, and go to these different landmarks that make appearances in anime and stuff. I thought that was like really, really cool. What was Japan like? Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> it, was, it was so good. Like I always, and people always think I'm like gassing it up because I love anime and I love Asian culture, but it's also just like, you, you don't, you don't understand. Like it literally was so, when I came back to the States, I don't mean to sound non-patriotic, but I was just depressed for about a good month <laughs> just because of like everybody in the United States for the most part, just like, they just be doing dumb stuff. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, like, uh, I don't know. But Japan literally was good. I encourage a lot of people just, even if you're not trying to live there, just go at least once just to experience it. And for the most part, most of most people have a good experience. That's dope, man. I um I I haven't it's on my list of places to go outside of the country, but I haven't made it out that far east. The furthest I went was the islands, um, the Caribbean, you know. And furthest north I've been was uh Toronto. So, you know. The typical, I guess, uh short-term international trips i guess you can call them (laughs) okay so have you ever collaborated with anybody on projects so i've done collaborations um i've done some stuff with people that do music and beats i've done like um like some animation stuff for those type of people uh i've done with my project i've done or at least with chikara i've done or i'm currently working on like kind of a collaboration with two other artists we're like making like a five page panel thing with all of our characters fighting one common enemy like kind of like a multiverse spider-man type thing it's like a really quick just collaborative project um but in terms of just overall my design i've done stuff with saturday am i've done stuff with um like i said a couple of music artists i've done graphic design for a bunch of different companies i've done stuff for tps it's just just a lot um (laughs) to be honest just a lot of little little projects and big projects so i'm assuming you went to school for like draft graphic design and things of that nature 
Mm -hmm. I went to Full Sail in Orlando, uh, got my bachelor's, and I graduated in 2019. Okay. How, uh, I don't want to say how difficult was it, but did it feel like you was just breathing in the air, taking and doing something that you love? Yeah, <laughs> I felt kind of bad because, like, going in, I was just talking to my mom about this the other day. Going into college, I already, like, had a goal and I, like, had a skill set. So, like, college for me was just taking what I had and just refining it and making it better and introducing me to the professional equipment and tools to use to make it better. But for a lot of people that, like, I knew that went there, it was kind of like they got there but didn't know what they wanted to do. So it was just really hard for them. And some got cut, you know, so because they like it was too much. Um, so yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty, I hate to say it was easy, but it kind of was, it was just, I was just, I was just going. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, ain't nothing the matter with that. You, you thought ahead and you actually went in there with, you know, the mindset to get everything you need to make your career possible. Like, so did you, uh, I don't want to say automatically come out of school with a job, but was it pretty easy to, uh, find a job? Um, so I came out of college, um, actually like unemployed, like most college people, I was trying to find work. I was doing freelance even through college. So like little stuff like logo design, album cover design, that kind of stuff. But I didn't get, I guess my first big contract with TBS until about, I'd say the end of 2019 mm -hmm. or the middle, the middle of 2019 towards the end, but then COVID hit. So it hit like the, it hit everybody hard, but graphic design for a minute was just, it was nobody hiring pretty much the entire year of 2020. I was just doing freelance and working on my manga. Um, I didn't start working with Sad AM until I'd say the end of 2020. They picked me up as a motion graphics and graphic designer. And then, yeah, I've been working with them. And then um, recently I'm about to start a new job um, being an art teacher at, a, at an academy. So now is i guess like when my career in terms of graphic design is starting to actually pick up and things are starting to happen congratulations man that's dope i uh, thank you <laughs> thank you so much did you see yourself becoming a teacher i did not because i struggled through school and everybody laughs that i know because they're like you're me a teacher like you're the one that hated school the most i was just like yeah because <laughs> i struggled so hard um because i was an artist so i didn't realize like and it turns out I do have ADHD, but back then I didn't know. So I just struggled with like the academic side of school. Like I just could not figure out math. Like I just nothing. I was in summer school every year. Like I just could not get it because and also it was I was like rebellious and stubborn because it was like, I don't need all of this to do what I'm going to do. But, but, you know, you have to do it because, you know, you have to listen to your parents, you have to go to school, blah, blah, blah. But now it's kind of like still it's just like. I really didn't need any of that stuff <laughs> to do what I'm doing at all. They're just putting you there to just have you in school. But yeah. <laughs> How did you realize you have ADHD? Um, I my, my pastor has ADHD and a couple of people in my church have ADHD. So once I graduated high school and I sat down and talked with them, um, they told me, they, I'm not officially, I guess, diagnosed, but just from their perspe perspective and like, how we all interact and act and think they were just like, you probably have it just because we all have similar, like, it's just, you know, once I told them how it was hard for me to concentrate, it wasn't like, just because I didn't understand that was one thing, but it was like for math, for example, it was like, I could look at something and really, really try to focus, 
But then all of a sudden, I would like for like a brief second, I would think about I don't know a Naruto fight, and my mind would be gone for, like <laughs> the rest of class. And it's like it's not my fault. Is that fight was so good? <laughs> okay. Hey, I mean, you know, uh, you know, everyone has you know their issues and everything like that, and yours just happened to be a, a condition. So, mm-hmm. but you ain't letting you stop you, you know. Mm-hmm. No, and that's one of the things I'm that my mom was like, you should, you know, since you're teaching, you can now give back to the people and the kids that were like you that might not know they have ADHD and might not know why they're not like grasping things well. Like now they have somebody that they can connect to. That's not like a really, really old man. You know, I'm, you know, I'm 24, so I'm still relatively like, I guess, relatable to them. Nah, nah, young and gifted, I guess somebody would uh, title you. I yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I got a water bottle. Nah, you good. Um, so it was just natural for you to like pick up a pencil when you were younger and just start like drawing because they say that you know you can't you can't uh learn talent. Talent is something you like born with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just it literally just happened. Like even I can remember back to elementary school, just being able to like look at something whether it's like back in the what we were doing we were drawing like pokemon from pokemon cards or something i don't know what we were that's that was the thing or Oh. <laughs> but i would be able to look at a you know little pokemon card that this that's this big or something like that and literally draw almost the image identically um from that image and i had to have been like six or seven so but i know my, my mom and dad have that same ability they just didn't pursue art because back in the 70s and stuff that wasn't like something you know that you could you could do it but it's probably it was 10 times harder back then because you know being an artist back in those days it was just like what are you doing like you're it's not gonna work but now you know art and graphic design and stuff is flourishing yeah most definitely um i'm assuming that you uh you know you got like your profile set up for like fiverr and stuff like that and you know, people enlist you for jobs and things of that mm-hmm. nature. Okay. Yeah, for the most part, the people that contact me are mainly through Instagram, just because that's my biggest platform. Mm-hmm. But I've had people contact me like through other stuff, and like you know, and I'll and I'll sometimes forget that I even am on it, and I'll just be like, "What is this?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, "Oh, <laughs> wow." So uh, that that could be. Uh, you know, I don't want to say devastating. That could be bad. You know, missed opportunities and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> like what has happened? <laughs> so, do you ever like get like uh, consumed with your work? Like something you got to finish before you go to sleep, and you up to like three or four in the morning trying to get it done. For the most part, um, I tried to stop doing that just because it was affecting my health. Um, but if I do, like, if I'm working on, I am a type of person that's just like, if I'm working on something. Unless it's planned throughout the week on when I can get it done, it's just like I gotta like grind on it and get it done now. Um, because I try not to, I guess, like split up like five projects and work, you know, and try to multitask. But I try to get like one thing knocked out, or at least knocked out enough to send to the client for review, and then I'll get on another thing and another thing. I don't like trying to like juggle projects at the same time just because it. I never can fully get in and dive in and focus and make it the best I can if I'm like, you know, trying to design this, but also working on my manga. Like I, I can't, it just, my mind wouldn't be able to split. Mm. So you kind of, uh, you, you beat the, uh, you beat the odds, uh, 
when it came to missing out on like virtual learning because you know people last year were in a situation where they had to sit at home and they they couldn't be in the physical building and, and a lot of people needed that like mm -hmm. if, if you were stuck behind the screen all day you probably couldn't finish up what you needed nope i would not understand because I, I do i am the type of person that needs that kind of like person to person like learning so i can if i don't understand something you can physically show me how to do it and not just you know like do it on a computer screen or something because it doesn't help <laughs> it doesn't help me at least okay so i'm assuming that the teacher job you have is going to be in person yes mm -hmm. yep on campus okay that's what's up so how crazy was it for you i'm assuming you were back at home uh in georgia uh in 2020 right mm -hmm. how crazy was it down there when when everything hit the fan um it was pretty it was pretty wild i mean at first obviously no one really knew what was going on so at the beginning it was kind of just like everyone was just doing whatever um i actually ended up getting covid in i think it was august or something i, I played volleyball and i got it from playing volleyball um so when i came home uh, from a vacation, um, the guy that I was with, my youth pastor, was like, yo, I have COVID, and I was just like, oh, I probably have it too, and then I did end up getting really sick. So for like a week, it was pretty, it was pretty bad. It was crazy, because I normally never get sick. I have a pretty good immune system, so for me, when I got sick that bad, it was kind of just like, whoa, this is terrible. Um, but if for the most part, it wasn't, in terms of just day-to-day -day life, it wasn't that, I guess, different for me, since I work from home. And the majority of my time is just at home working and drawing. I might go out occasionally to play volleyball or hang out with my friends, but most of the time we play on Xbox anyway. So it's it wasn't really that big of a change for me in terms of day-to-day -day life. Um, but it was wild for a minute because uh, I remember going to Fayetteville like to get something and like the whole pavilion, which is like this outdoor mall type thing, was just like dead, like the walking dead, like no one was out there. <laughs> like trash just floating around from the I was like this is kind of I was like I was like that one person that was like yo this is kind of cool <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it did it was it was crazy I mean but I, I, everybody was going going crazy around the country when it first hit I guess yeah I, I streamed so much stuff just to get out the everyday monotony like all I did was go to work and come home and you know maybe go out to pick up some food every now and then but you know that 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 got old quick like i literally you know got with like five people and we rented out a movie theater just to go to the movies you know that's kind of cool though <laughs> it was just yeah <laughs> yeah it was like a, it was like a hundred bucks to rent out an entire movie theater you know so you know, just to get out the house and have that feeling of being back in the theater, you know, that, that mm -hmm. was, that was dope. And then we, we ended up getting a discount for the second movie because we, we didn't have nothing else to do, you know? Mm -hmm. So we, we made it a, you know, a couple of hours, watched a couple of movies, then left out and had some drinks and went back home, back to the monotony, you know? Nah. So, uh, I mean, how did you, uh, overcome it besides, you know, playing Xbox? Um, I mean, like I said, it was like pretty, I never really got into like, I guess like a stir, like, like, a, ah, like, you know, I got to go do something because it just personally, I don't do a lot anyway. Like I normally don't go out a lot. I don't, um, I just don't, mo most of my friends are like that too. Like we pretty much just are all homebodies. We'll stay at home and we'll find something to do. So, but Xbox, I, I guess anime in general kind of helped pass the time when I wasn't like drawing or working on something or 
couldn't go out because you know the fear that I might get sick again um mm-hmm. it was kind of just you know I just watch anime and just binge like I got caught up on border toe like that was pretty that was pretty wild um and I started mm-hmm. a bunch of other shows and stuff too just to pass the time um but of course some of the animes that were going like attack on titan and stuff you know there was new episodes so there was stuff to look forward to um still just to keep me like motivated to you know not, not just sleep the day away or anything like that okay i'm assuming you're a dragon ball fan actually i don't watch dragon ball i i watched the original and dragon ball z but not super <laughs> because I just could I could for me I'm a I'm a visual guy when it comes to like the animation mm-hmm. and like from the be- like the beginning I know the animation gets like cool for like the fights for like the tournament and stuff for some of the stuff they've done but like that beginning like same thing first or two episodes like I could see the animation was like it was new obviously because it's new animation stuff but also I felt like it wasn't as good so I was kind of just like I don't know if I like this <laughs> because it was just like I don't know the animation looked a little it wasn't traditional. And I guess because I grew up with Dragon Ball Z, I'm used to just the old 90s look for mm-hmm. Dragon Ball. So when I saw the new stuff for Dragon Ball Super, I was just like, I don't know. But I did see the movie um, or the movie with uh, the the Broly movie just mm-hmm. because they, they made it look like it was still, they made it look new, but old at the same time. I don't know how they did it, but you know what I mean? Like how it still looked like it was old Dragon Ball Z, but with new animation. Um, that one was really cool. And I, I bought a was a Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, like the game. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually playing from the beginning of Dragon Ball Z up until, I guess, Super. So I, I'll eventually get caught up with that. And then maybe I'll go back and watch the anime. I don't, I don't, no offense to the creators, but I don't, I don't like you naming the game Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. And it's, it's not really about him. Cause it's like, it has open world on it too, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're gonna if you're gonna have a game like that as a just this is just me as a true like Dragon Ball fan, like it should have been a three part game, and it should have been his journey through Dragon Ball. Like the first part should be Dragon Ball Kakarot, uh, oh, oh, uh, you know, um, Kakarot Dragon Ball, Kakarot Dragon Ball Z, Kakarot mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Super, you know, and like. It should literally be like a, a three-part game where he fights all his enemies from the first series to the second series to the third series. Like, of course, you're going to, you know, have the interaction and meet characters, like people that's still in the story. But that's just my personal opinion on, on that particular game. And I, mean, I agree because, like, I I never – like, I, I, don't, I guess we never really got a game for Dragon Ball, like the original like when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. But I guess it was like maybe the maybe it wasn't exciting enough. I could see how they could be like it's not exciting enough, so let's not do it. But at least put parts of it in there. I don't know, but I do agree where it's like, like I went like uh, for example when Goku died the first time against Raditz and had to like go to King Kai and like train or whatever before he could be revived during the um what arc the Frieza arc or whatever not Frieza it was before the, that dynamic arc dynamic arc and it's just mm-hmm. like when he was like training with King Kai and stuff like during that period of time you're like playing as like gohan training with like piccolo mm-hmm. and stuff and it's like that's cool but then also it's just like i want to see what goku's doing like i want to see like how he's training what he's doing blah 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 to get back to this point because then you play as gohan you play as krillin you play as vegeta at some point fighting freezes people and i'm just like dude like 
I just want to play as Goku. <laughs> like, I don't want to do all, like, I know what happens with them. I want to play, like you said, I just want to play with Goku. The game is about Goku. Let me play as Goku. Yeah, that sounds like like Raging Blast. Like, let them be assist characters. It shouldn't be, mm-hmm. you know, them on the forefront. Like, this isn't your story, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And it was just the way the creators are making it to fill up the game space, you know what I mean, just to make the game longer. So let me let me ask you this. It it sounds like, you know, as a as an animator yourself, right? It sounds like it's difficult for you to enjoy something because you're always thinking about you know, oh, you're always critiquing something and it kind of throws you off from enjoying shows. Yeah, it's kind of bittersweet because I remember a time before I knew about like all of animation and motion graphics. I could just sit down and look at an animation. Like I could I could watch shows from the 80s and 90s like Cowboy Bebop or Inuyasha or Yu Yu Hakusho and just be like, wow, like this is really, this is great. But now that, or even now, like stuff that come out now, like I said, Hunter X, Hunter Full Metal Alchemist, Dragon Ball Super, there's a bunch of other stuff that's come out um, that I'm just like, I don't know about it. But it's just, now I can't, sometimes I can't sit back and enjoy and just enjoy it as a story and enjoy it like now it's like i'm always looking like oh man it's not running at 60 frames per second or they're not animating the body movements well or all this stuff subconsciously to where mm-hmm. then i'm just like i don't want to watch it because it's just like <laughs> like i could go watch something else that's 10 times better in my opinion like i don't know have you seen a demon slayer movie i was gonna make like a like an example no i haven't yet unfortunately oh. I, i've been i've been too busy i know the premise, so you, you're not going to spoil anything for me if you're going to say mm-hmm. anything. It was like, you know, it was just the animation. Like, if once you see the movie, mm-hmm. literally once this starts, you'll be like, like, wow. And once you see that, at least for me, once I see something like that, and then I go to something else, I don't know, a filler for Border Toe, I'm just like, I can't. Like, this is, there's no excuse. Y'all got to get better. <laughs> and I guess it's the same way for me in video games, too. I'll look at a video game, and it's kind of like we're, our generation's spoiled because we're coming out, they're coming out with new stuff for next gen consoles and modern warfare looks amazing. And then, you know, when the title comes out, that's like an indie title or something. Then you play and you're like, wow, this looks terrible. You can't like, we can't even enjoy it. Like we used to as kids, we can't just sit down and be like, this is a good game. Now it's all about, wow, the graphics aren't as good as a, B and C or, you know what I mean? Or it's lagging. It's not crisp like a, B and C. Um, what was I about to say? Uh, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. Did you uh did in the uh the Demon Slayer movie, right? Did they I'm assuming the animated looked it better than the actual show? Like like they did something different with it opposed to it looking almost exactly like the anime? They actually for the most part the anime and the movie looked identical. Like they looked the same cuz the anime for the show was really good too, but there was just little things that they added in the movie environment wise and background wise that just pushed it even more to where it almost confused your eyes whether it was real or animated and that's the stuff i like to see where they really try to get creative and push the boundary between cgi and 2d um because that's one of the reasons why i don't i wouldn't say i dislike a lot of western stuff and western movies and cartoons but i i'd like to see creative stuff and it just seems like once cgi became popular uh, Disney and like Pixar and all the DreamWorks just kind of said, all right, 2D animation is lame. We're not going to do it ever again. And it's just like, except for TV shows, cartoons, like, you know, Adventure Time, whatever kids are watching now. But it's just like, 
I don't know. I like to see people get creative. I still love, I love 2D animation, so considering I, I kind of do it with manga, but it's like, and that's what I grew up with was 2D. So it's like cool to see anime bridging 2D animation and 3D to where it works and works well and not just giving in and being like, oh, CGI is popular because the West is doing it. Now we have to make anime 3D. Like that's, I don't know. I'm glad they're not doing it because <laughs> I wouldn't like anime. <laughs> I agree. I think that if people actually, you know, pay attention to what people consume or what makes your show stand out instead of hopping on the next bandwagon, mm -hmm. then you probably would have a lot more people, like you wouldn't have shows fall off like that. Mm -hmm. Like, especially when people enjoy them. I hate, I hate one hitter quitter when it comes to seasons or, or mangas and things like that, just because, you know, you, you went with what you thought was good opposed to what was actually good. Mm-hmm. So what's your what's your, your uh, research pro uh, process like when you're trying to, you know, make the next, I mean, like you said, for your stories, you have everything planned out. Mm -hmm. Do you ever feel like you get to a part and you create something and it's like, I want to expand on this? Yes. So I have, like, like I said, the basic summary written out from beginning to end. I have like, it's sectioned off in like bullet point form. So it's like, this is the main arc. These are the three things or four things or five that need to happen within that arc before we move to the next one. So it's a very rough summary. So when I'm drawing and I'm getting to the different arcs and stuff, sometimes I will like be like, okay, I need to tweak this or I need to like expand on this. So that way the reader doesn't get confused. Um, and that sometimes alters another thing. Where I'm just like, well, that works out a little bit better. So let me change that. So it, it's ever growing, but I'm not like, what is the word like going away from the main uh plot line um it's kind of just like going in and out and that kind of stuff just to build it and make the world better because my story is not going to be like really really long it's not going to be like naruto or my hero where it's like 100 books or you know whatever you know some ridiculous number my story pretty much is going to get wrapped up in 20 books maybe 25 if necessary so it's going to be a smaller series like you know demon slayer tokyo ghoul attack on titan like it's not going to be a lot of books it's just going to be really good content but just not a lot of i guess books to buy and in once it's all done have you started on a new project or you've just been focusing on your current story so i work on shikara that's my main story i'm actually getting ready to start on a side story called lost soul which focuses on a character introduced in book two of my story mm -hmm. and her books are and her side story is like a book maybe two books it's not long but it just it's almost like a prologue to what happens in my story in a way. And then I'm starting, and then I'm going to start working as the artist for another series called Lockdown, which is written by my editor for Chikara. And it's like a horror. So it's not like an action adventure. It's like a dark horror, like Tokyo Ghoul or Attack on Titan. Okay. So, I mean, it sounds like you are constantly creating, even when you're in the middle of something like that, like, that's kind of the positive of ADHD, I think. Yep. <laughs> I always have these ideas and it's just like, we can, I can do it, I guess. Like, because my schedule for the books, uh, my stuff, it's like, I try to do two, a page to two pages a day. It depends on like what my other work schedule looks like. If I'm like burnt out, I'll do a page a day. But if I can do two pages a day, cool. But if I'm, once I start Lost Soul and Lockdown, I'll probably do two pages of my book, a page of Lost Soul, and then a page of Lockdown. Um, because Lost Soul and Lockdown don't have like a due date, like a push date. Like, you know, we're trying to get this out at this point. It's kind of just, we'll finish it when we finish it. But Chikara, I try to release my books 
um, around the same time each year, around May each year. So that's like my personal goal because I don't like to wait, make the fans wait too much for content because then it becomes irrelevant. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> oh, man. So, I mean, that's good. You got a routine and you staying on schedule, you know, regardless to, you know, outside forces. I think that that makes all the difference. And the quality of the work is good, in my opinion. Um, is it difficult? Uh, I guess, uh, coming up with the story opposed to actually just drawing it? Um, yes, I'd say the writing is definitely the hardest part. Um, the drawing is, like, I have my my process now, It's and I want to push it and get it better. Like, I'm still practicing, like, to like, make things better. But in terms of just doing it, like, drawing it, like, right, doing the page, like, that normally takes me, depending on what I'm, like, drawing, um, about an hour per page. So I can get a, two pages done in, like, two hours. Um, but the writing is definitely the hardest part, really getting in and making sure like these things make sense for the reader and that it's not rushing it, but it's not dragging it. Um, because that's like, and I try to tell this for beginner, like manga artists and comic artists, like you have to find the balance between um, information and action. Because if you have too much information, then it's boring to read. But if you have too much, too much action, then things don't make sense. And people are, people get bored of the action. Because they'll be like, oh, every time it's a chapter, somebody's fighting or something. It ends up like kind of like Dragon Ball Z, to where it's just like, yo, this fight is literally taking <laughs> three or four episodes. Can we please just finish up the fight? Um, but it, you don't want to be too much information to where it's like, I don't know, Frieza talking for three episodes about where he came from and why he's so evil. Like then it's like, I don't care. I just want to see you fight. So you have to find the balance between the two, and that's the hardest part. I, I didn't start reading manga until Dragon Ball Super. Like, that was the reason I actually read it, opposed to just waiting for the dub to come out. And I want to say that was the first one I ever watched where it was just subtitles, but it was actually Dragon Ball Z. Because here in the U.S., um, we didn't get past the, I guess, the, the Ginyu fight to, like, 98 or something like that. <laughs> and you know everyone like Dragon Ball Z ended in like 96 in Japan if I'm not mistaken something like that so you know a lot of people were just like uh I guess fans like me at that time were just like you know this, this is gonna take forever to finish this and then like it felt like he was fighting Frieza forever like that that fight literally lasted like two weeks or something something <laughs> stupid like that you know and uh, Cartoon Network would do this thing where it would get to the, uh, I guess the uh, the Jason Berta fight, then it would reset. Like it was trying to uh, release an episode per year, you know, in addiction. And I hate when uh, shows do that. But then when you when you uh, do your research and you figure out what's going on, you realize there's licensing issues and you know. Uh, contracts that need to be approved and stuff like that but it makes it hard for like you know true fans and that's why a lot of shows like that fail like um case close you mm -hmm. familiar with that mm -hmm. case close has over a thousand episodes if i'm not mistaken it's been running for 30 years loved it when i was a kid and it's still to this day it's a good story but it's like I think it's 23 seasons or something, something crazy like that. 
case. Like you, you got to solve your case. Like how are you this great detective and you can't solve your own case? It's been, it's been 30 years. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, honestly though, like uh, what, what, what made me think about stuff like that? Like I like uh, RDC one world, Oh, uh, world one. Uh, I like when they point out like the, the cliches and the, the obvious stuff that people don't think about every day in animes, you know, and, that was one of the things that they talked about. Like, you know what? Yeah, that, that is true. How how are you this great detective and you can't figure out, you know, how to change yourself back into an adult? It's it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but it, that, that's the writing. I got they are literally getting their money's worth by having people just hang on. I mean, I'm pretty sure they have new um, new fans that you know they come in every year or whatever the case may be, but you know, it's, it's different for the people that have been there since literally the beginning. You know? mm-hmm. So do you ever, do you ever, uh, you know, feel that way about certain shows? Like I, I just can't, I, I, I can't, I can't do it because they just like spamming it too much. Um, for me, that's like, or for me, it's one piece. And mm-hmm. and I and I love I love One Piece. I love the art. I love I love the the general aspect. I love the story. I tried. I got to like episode, I think five hundred, mm-hmm. and then I like read that the creator was like, oh yeah, we're only like seventy five percent done, and I'm like, dude, you've been running before I was born. Like, can we can we find the One Piece? Like, can we figure it out? Like, can we please like, and you when you you think there's only so much you can do, but I know that in One Piece right now, apparently it's like crazy, like there's like crazy stuff happening. But that's like one of the things I just could not. I my friend that watches it like since day one or whatever, it like says it's the best, and I'm just like I believe you, but that's something I cannot physically do. And what like because they're up to like episode or like chapter wise in manga, it's like one thousand one hundred thirty five. I think episode wise, it's like a thousand something. But it's just like I can't physically watch a thousand episodes like. I feel like that would take so long considering my schedule. It would take another 20 years for me to even get caught up. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'll literally be such an old man trying to get caught up to one piece. I I can't, I can't, I'm not about it. I'll wait till it's done. And then maybe, maybe once one piece is done, I'll probably just read it. I figure I can read it faster than I can watch it. How did you get to 500? Like I I got up to like 32 and I'm just like, it's taking too long to get to the stuff I'm seeing on freaking anime lab and Funimation these days. Like I, they say it's great, you know, and I see, I see some of the fights that's going to take me, you know, 800 episodes to get to. And I'm like, I I can't do it because if it, I heard that it's crazy filler. Like I want to, you know, I want to see everything that, you know, except the filler, you know what I'm saying? And that's the same. I, people do this or say the same about Naruto because there's a lot of filler Naruto. I grew up watching it, so for me, it's nostalgic. But they do have on the internet, I guess, lists where it's like they list all the episodes that are filler to skip, so that way you could just watch it, binge watch it, and then just when that episode comes up, just skip it because you don't need to watch it. So maybe I need to do that for One Piece. But I got to 500. I was in college, and I was just, I would just put it on, and it would go be like five episodes while I'm working or whatever. It would just be gone, and I end up where i ended up i forgot where i left off on i think it was a the time skip or something that happened that was the last point i watched and i was just like then by then everything else was coming out then my hero was coming out demon slayer was coming out like black clover came out so i was like i want to watch this stuff like Mm -hmm. and then one piece just got swept under the rug i was like i don't even feel like being a pirate anymore 
<laughs> I don't even want to. <laughs> like, okay. So, uh, what's your top five animes? Right now, um, let's see. Right now, what I'm watching, uh, just consistently since other anime isn't out yet, is uh, My Hero since the new season's out. I'm watching that. Um, I'm watching or getting caught up on Fire Force, Dr. Stone. I'm getting caught up on... I'm slowly getting caught up on Haikyuu and back caught it and catching up again on Border Toe. But those are like my top five that I'm watching at the moment. But um, once Attack on Titan and Demon Slayer come out for their next season or whatever, the final season for both or whatever, that's what I'll be watching religiously. I'm current on Dr. Stone. I don't, I don't know if it's only going to be 10 episodes for the second season or they... It's like a hiatus or whatever. I haven't really researched it, but I'm like, it's got to be some more episodes because it kind of left everything on the cliffhanger. So uh, I, I do want to see what's going to happen with that. Um, I haven't watched Black Clover Fire Force. I think I'm halfway through the first season. So um, that was kind of good. I like the animation on that. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to like, uh, I'm trying to think that the style, I don't want to say this. Yeah, the style kind of reminds me of what was that show when? Um, oh, Soul Eater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same guy. It's the same creator. Okay, all right. So that that's why I, I kind of got that vibe, like from from the like the the way the characters look, their hand proportions and stuff like that. So I didn't get into Soul Eater either. Did Did you like it? I couldn't watch it. I liked it because I, I used to see trailers for certain fights or uh, you know videos for certain fights. So you gotta you gotta get to it, and you know how it is. Certain shows you get sucked in along the ride. But um, I, I I watched it at a time when I had uh, a time in my life when I had nothing but time on my hand. So it was like, all right, it's like Harry Potter. I, I gotta watch it because I started it. You know, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just for me. I never read the book, but I watched all the movies. You know, okay. and you know, personally, it could have been a, it could have it could have been a lot darker, but it was a kids' movie. You know, uh, I guess, I guess you could say it's rated a kids' movie or whatever. But that's the way it started out. So, but yeah, man, my hero, Dragon Ball Super, Doctor Stone. Um, trying to think, as far as animes go. I ain't gonna say Hunter X Hunter is in my top five, but Yu Yu Hakusho is in there, and uh, um, Mob Cycles, all right, it's it's decent. Uh, I don't want to say the animation is great, but it's 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 different. I like it's I like mm-hmm. yeah, I like the I like the switch up on that, and um, I know I'm leaving something out. I just can't think of it right now. So, I mean, so what are you looking forward to uh, in the next year or so as far as uh, anime goes? Um, let's see. We're going, uh, I'm trying to think what's actually coming out. Um, I haven't heard anything about Attack on Titan. Like, if they're coming out, some people are saying they're doing, like, a movie to, like, do the last part of the story. But other people are just like, no, they're doing just another part of the last season. And I'm just like, that's weird. Like, why didn't you just finish it? But <laughs> I'm waiting on I'm waiting on news for that. Um I think Demon Slayer season two comes out uh, either at the end of this year 
for early 2022. I'm not sure. The trailer came out for it. I have to look and see. So that's coming out. Um, honestly, and then whenever, well, the new season of My Hero is here, but I don't know how long like it's going to be like if it's going into 2022 or if it'll end right before 2022 gets here. So well, other than that, that's pretty much all I'm really watching. I try. Oh, I need to get into um, what you call it? Jujutsu Kaisen. I don't know if you watch it. I, I've heard great things about it, but I haven't actually watched it yet. I haven't watched it yet. My nephew tells me I need to watch it. Um, and I seen like a couple of videos, but I, I know me, unless I'm like, get sucked in like on the first episode i usually wait for animes to get to the dub and now it's growing fame it has people like you know doing chapter reviews for the web comics and stuff like that and you know depending on who i follow you know i, I usually watch all their content so i try to stay away from it so it doesn't you know mm-hmm. ruin the show for me um one punch man that 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 was uh the show i forgot and I like I like the direction that show is going, but I, I get tired of seeing the One Punch Man versus Goku thing. You know, mm-hmm. people are just they killing me with that. Like, come on, man, two different universes. It, do, it doesn't. It doesn't. What was the other? Um, what was it? Uh, there was another anime that I thought was coming out or is coming out. Um, I can't think of it. Um. But oh, oh, but that's I try to stay. Or I try to at least stick with the anime that's like within the same, I guess, genre is what I'm working on because my mind will subconsciously absorb things from other anime and stuff. So I have to be really careful just personally what I watch because if I watch something and I'm like, yo, that's cool, and then like later down the road in my story, I make a character or I make a power, and I'll be like, oh snap, that's like a rip off of A, B, and C. I need to like you know not do that because like subconsciously it's just in my mind um so and and normally my editor will catch it and be like you can't do that or like when we're talking about stuff he's like that sounds like a b and c i'm just like oh you're right it does which helps me and because then it narrows because then it gets me out of whatever i was just thinking about and we come up with something even better but it's just i have to be really careful about like how many shows i'm watching and if they're brand new like what because then because then my mind just takes it all in (laughs) Okay, so you you work uh, side by side with your editor as far as you know, um, you know, getting your prints out there and making sure nothing's being copyrighted or anything like that. Yeah, he goes through what we normally do is he'll once once I'm getting ready to start a new book um, or the next book, we'll go through the plot of what I want that what to happen in that volume. We'll go through it details. We'll talk about stuff like what happens. This needs to be taken out. This needs to be changed. And then once I get all of it drawn, he'll go through it, look at everything for, you know, typos and all that kind of stuff. Um, he's pretty much just, you know, he he goes, he's pretty much, well, he's my editor, but he goes through and makes sure things make sense from mm-hmm. an outside perspective um, because he doesn't know the entire plot of the story. He specifically told me not to tell him that way when he goes through things, he can look at it just from, is this good writing and not, oh, this is going to happen because this happens later on so therefore i'm gonna overlook that you know what i mean like it's, it's always a fresh perspective from him how long you guys been working together um since 2000 i did the first book myself um and then once i started book two we started working together so that was 20 uh the end of 20 uh the book came out in 
I think May of 2019. So after that, once I got started on book two, me and him started working together because um, I was like, yeah, I was like, I need help. <laughs> I was like, there's no way I'm gonna be able to do this by myself well um, without your help. And he definitely has been a really good help. Um, and, he, and he's also my best friend and my cousin. I've known them since we were kids. And he majored and took classes for college for literature and writing. And because he's a film, he does film. He's in the film like for uh, basketball and um, sports. He films sports stuff. That's like his job. So he went to school for all that. So I and, and we uh, linked up for this story because um, he's one of the people I trust in terms of he knows how he, he's known me since I was a kid. So he knows how my mind works. And so he's like the yin to my yang. He knows when I'm just either like writing really bad or things are really good and it just needs to be a little bit better. Okay. Did he ever like uh, discard a really good idea that had you just like, ah, getting on my nerves? <laughs> uh, not, well, I mean, we've had some disagreements about stuff that's happened in like book two and book three. Cause at that moment, I'm just like, yo, this could be like amazing if this happens and this happens. But then he'll be like, you should probably like wait to do that later on so that way it doesn't confuse the reader and it's a bum it's like a bummer like oh man but i want to do it but then once i read everything through again once it's done then i'm just like okay i'm glad he called it out because then it wouldn't have made sense and it would have been like why did you put that in there it's so early you know what i mean so okay i mean i know that you focus on anime mostly but have you ever done like a uh, traditional comic book for somebody um i have not i've always been um in just like anime and manga i mean originally once i started doing art and getting into comics i wanted to actually work for archie comics and do sonic the hedgehog like that was my dream as a kid into my teenage years of like man i could just be a sonic the hedgehog comic artist that'd be amazing because <laughs> i grew up with it i read all i, I have like issue zero to 199 in a box upstairs like i was avid comic book collector for sonic um and then once I got into anime and manga, I just, I like the style, I guess, more because it's almost like you're reading, uh, you're, you're reading an anime episode, but I, I've seen for Western comics, it's like a lot and a lot, a lot of dialogue, especially for like stuff like Spider-Man. And like, if you just look at like how the panels are structured, it's like anime, it's like, you have a lot of word bubbles, but it's like a lot of frames, like with different camera angles and different, like, you know, perspective shots and blah, blah, blah. But then you go over here to Batman and it's literally like two panels of Batman just standing somewhere with like a word bubble the size of the page hmm. of like talking. And I'm just like, I know some people like it. Like I know some people love comics and Western comics like to death. I'm not bashing it, but it's just like for me personally and, and, the, and the fact that it's in color. Um, I like black and white better with manga because I can get it done faster because obviously once you draw a Western comic, when you get all the time like you still have to go through and color everything mm -hmm. um and for me i was just like i couldn't like i couldn't spend you know two hours working on a page just for art and then another two hours just for coloring that page like i just couldn't personally like do it i would have gotten really bored and like tired of the process um so that's one of the main reasons i just like manga so much is because it's uh for me my it's faster and i know how to do it but also it's just i don't have to worry about coloring it so if somebody else wants to do it, it's like a fan thing. Go for it. Y'all can color away, <laughs> but I'm not doing it. Okay. You ever uh, ever plan on uh, animating anything or see something like that happening in the future? Um, personally, I don't want to animate like my stuff. Like 
I've done animation. I've done like, I do my trailers and stuff for my books all myself. I've done animations in the past before, but I just know it takes a lot of work to get it to look good. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just, I wouldn't be, I feel like I wouldn't be able to do that with my story because all right, let me rephrase that. I could, if I wanted to, but I know if I did it, I would like get tired of it really, really quickly. And then I would be like, I just want to not work on anything. Um, And then nothing would get done because animation is like a really, at least with one person, it's insane. Like for, I think um, I did an animation for one of my characters, Kalani, her birthday. And that animation video was like a minute and a half, but it took me like a month to do just by myself. So it was just, and that was like every day putting in serious hours to do it. And I was just like, yeah. I can't see how these animation studios be putting out episodes every week with a whole team. Like I can actually, I can, I can see that. I can see why it takes so much because it's just so much work. And um, somebody asked me that before, like, do you want to make an anime? I was like, no. It's like, but if a company wants to do it for me, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to say no. (laughs) Of course you would approve like, you know, all the edits and everything as far Mm -hmm. as the looks and everything. And then probably, uh, you know, choose a color scheme and, figure what what best works for you like i'm pretty sure if anybody was going to do it they would have to be you know top tier i'm assuming just to make it yeah i i would and my my personal you know i I would if if i had to choose a studio to do it i would choose the studio that does um like that does border tone naruto because i feel like that studio fits the style of how my stuff is drawn it's like done in a, in, a, in a good way to where it's not super cost effective but for example if there was going to be like a movie i would want like you know a co- big company to do it like if it was going to be like there was going to be like a movie like because there's going to be an arc coming out in book five or six that's a pretty big arc that i'm drawing it in the way that if it was like like the demon slayer how like mugen train is it's an arc in the manga that you can read but they did it as if it was a movie just mm-hmm. season one and season two so that's kind of how an art is going to be later on down the line i'm going to be drawing it with the intent that if this gets animated it's going to be animated like as a movie oh okay that's dope I was, I was just about to say uh if if you had something like that in the works would you answer the question for me oh oh uh, well i don't have and not at the moment i don't have any animation or anything like that coming out there is um there's a group of voice actors, it's like five of them, that are personally doing a project for chapter one and chapter four, which is where they're just bringing up, like they're editing like the panels. I don't know if you've seen where people like bring up the panels and then like have the voice actors, they'll do the voice for the character and that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, they're doing stuff, they're doing that project. They were like, you know, we just want to do it. And I, and I approved it and uh, I sent them all the assets. I checked out all the voice actors and all that stuff. So they're, they're making that. Um, so now I'm just kind of sitting back waiting until they're done just so I can see it. I haven't, like, I don't have any, I'm not doing any editing or anything with that. Okay. Ugh. Yeah. I, um, I'm working on something, uh, that I would like uh, a voice actor for in the future. So I might have to get with you on that, on that connect right there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I got a, I, I got a good, I think five or six people that, um, that I, I think are really, really good. Okay. So let me ask you this one last question and uh, I'm going to let you go for now. Um, what, what would you say is the biggest difference between like uh, an anime and a graphic novel? Um, I'd say the biggest difference between the two. Um, 
I'd say I'd say a graphic novel is. Let me think. Um, I gotta go with my original, I guess, comparison that like manga and anime are are drawn. I'd say with the intent of the viewer re- reading it as if it were as if it was as as if it was being animated in their mind, like they're reading it and they're just like they can see things happening well. Um, but a graphic novel is more of it's being drawn not with the intent of being like, yo, I hope this gets animated one day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's just made with the intent of this is a good story, read it, follow the series. Like it's not made with that intent of like. I'm going to, you know, for example, uh, if someone did a, a Spider-Man versus Green Goblin graphic novel and it was like, whatever, it was a, a comic book or whatever. I'm reading that as if this is a comic book. This is amazing. This is cool. Spider-Man, Green Goblin. Awesome. I'm not reading that with like, yo, I hope they like make this into a movie or like, you know, this could be like an episode of like, you know what I mean? Like, because I, I, that's just not how they're made. Like manga is being made with the intent. I would say that most of it, like most creators that make manga are like in the back of their mind, like, yo, I hope my stuff gets animated. Like, but in the most part, they're making it with the intent of a publisher or a, a, a animation studio reading it, looking at it and be like, this is drawn well enough to where we can make something out of it as a show or as a movie or as a, you know, whatever. So I'd say that's the main difference. It's just, you know, it's what the intent are for both are because the intent for both genres are completely different. Okay. So well, uh, what advice would you give somebody who wanted to, uh, you know, get started in making a manga or creating an anime? And, you know, like how, how would you, uh, you know, what advice would you tell them to like, you know, as far as what it comes with pain, struggle, strife, stuff, you know, just from your experience? Um, well, I'd say my, my main, uh, thing would be, you know, like that, that's really cool that you want to get into it. Like, don't let anyone just like, just like persuade you into saying like, Oh, don't do manga. Like, because it's, don't, if you were, if you were really into it and you believe you can do it, go for it. I will say that it's very, very, very tough. And it's, and I know people say that all the time because they talk about the Japanese artists. Like it's very tough in the Japanese economy to be a manga artist. Like it is, but over here, it's just as equally tough. Um, especially now because everyone is pop culture. Everyone wants to do it. Like everyone loves anime and everyone knows what it is. It's cool now, you know, back when we were kids and stuff, it wasn't, it was, if you liked anime, you were dork, you were nerdy, no one wanted to talk to you. So it's completely different now. Everyone that's, everyone loves it. But I'd say the the hardest part is definitely doing it when people, and I've seen it and I've worked with people that have experienced it. Um, they get, they think they can do it. They think that, oh, I can make a manga. Like it's easy, you know, but then they realize that you got to come up with a really good story. You got to come up with characters. You got to come up with backgrounds, world building, hours, money on technology and equipment, learning the technology and equipment, um, making connections, advertising. Like it's a whole business, especially if you're doing it for yourself and you're not with a publishing company. Um, because like I said, since I'm self-publishing, I'm not with a publishing company. I have to do everything myself. I have to advertise. I have to make content. I have to connect with people like you and, and get on podcasts and, and, and get my name out there manually. No one's doing it for me. Um, and, and once people realize that, oh, snap, this is like a literal job that you might not get paid for for a long time, 
then sometimes they're just like, oh, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to give up. I'm going to go do something else. Um, and I've seen that with a bunch of people, like just in the past two years that have been like, yo, I want to be a manga artist. Any advice? I give them my advice. And then I go look at their page and they switch from being manga to like, now they want to be a rapper or something. <laughs> it's just like, but then, but then you know that it's like they weren't really serious about it. It was just like a fad to them. Like everyone hop on this manga making train so I can try to get quick famous. And then once they realize it's not all about that, then they're like, oh, never mind. I don't want to do this anymore. So, and but then, but then you go, but then you go do your own thing. Like if you're gonna do good at music, or whatever, like awesome. I hope it like excels. But it definitely, guys, it definitely is a lot of work. So you just have to mentally prepare for that mentally prepared for investing money into yourself before you get money back from other people because that's what it's all about is making sure that you're putting out the best content that you can then once people see that then you know the connections and the money and you know whatever else will come like like i said i started shikar in 2018 with maybe 1000 followers or whatever maybe not probably not even that i was averaging like 20 likes on post and just in what two years now that i'm working on book three or whatever now i'm averaging 140 likes i'm at 2600 followers you know i'm making but but it, it took time it didn't just happen instantly mm. like i had to work hard to build up my art style and i had to work hard to make connections and that's what's all about once you get and definitely i'd say um get some type of uh doesn't have to be a degree but get some type of learning for uh, all these different programs. I, I say Clip Studio and Adobe because if you have those two under your belt, you can make some really cool stuff by yourself. You don't need a team to do it. Um, but yeah, that'd be my advice is just to keep pushing through it and uh, and just go for it. And you know, the, the, like I said, and do it because you love it. That's the other thing. Don't do it, like I said, because you want to like impress people or be different or like you know be that one guy that's like doing manga or you know like don't don't do it because you're trying to get like quick fame or whatever do it because you seriously have a passion for it and that you have a message to tell to the world through your stories um that you want to push because at the end of the day that's what manga and anime is you can say it's all about fighting you can say it's all about japanese stuff but the, at the end of the day each show has its own message that it's trying to deliver to the audience whether it's good versus evil whether it's the underdog always wins, whether it's love sucks or love is amazing. It's always something in the show that gets you thinking about something. Um, I always like to bring up Naruto because Madara had this whole ideology of like, everyone needs to pretty much die in order for peace to happen. But then you have Naruto, which is like, no, the world sucks. Yes, but that's what makes humans grow and get better because of that. So, it's, you know, there's always this message in, in anime. You just got to deliver your message, whatever that is. I agree. I, uh, I had a conversation with somebody uh, a couple years ago, and he was asking me who are some of my heroes. And I was like, you know, the answer is kind of subjective because, you know, I have a great aspiration for people like, you know, MLK and Barack Obama. But I have I get inspiration from people like Goku, who, you know, showed me to never give up and you know anybody could you know anybody can change you know mm -hmm. just because they start out wrong because of the way they came up or whatever doesn't mean that they're you know really bad or you just come off as a you know a jerk or whatever you know so mm -hmm. that's things that that sit strong with me opposed to you know um 
you know, like civil rights leaders or whatever, you know, and I, I'm not trying to down them or nothing like that. It's just like, these are the things because everyone learns at their own pace and everyone receives messages in their own way. And that's how I learned those lessons through those characters, you know. But this has been dope, man. Chris Burns at the I Can't Make This Up podcast, man. Uh, like I said earlier, I appreciate you coming on. No, I appreciate you wanting me to be on, man. It was fun. It was good talking. Most definitely. We're going to have to loop back around and do this again one of these days. Yes, for sure. For sure. Always, man. Okay. So uh, why don't you let the people know where they can find you at and what you got coming up? Um, so, guys, if you want to check out any of my manga or my art, just follow me on Instagram um, at chrxs.burns. That's Chris Burns, but with an X. And on, on my Instagram, I have my links to all my stuff, my manga, my YouTube, TikTok, all of that stuff. But Instagram is the main place to find all my stuff and keep up with current updates. All right, cool. You heard him, ladies and gentlemen. Please make sure you support my guests and check it out, man, because the artwork is dope and the story is even better. So do me a favor. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that follow button. Do all that good stuff, not just for him, but, you know, for the host as well. I appreciate, you know, every like and comment I get, you know, and if you comment something negative, that's cool. I'll adjust whatever the problem is and then I'll block it, you know. but anyways this has been another installment of the i can't make this up podcast that's i can't with a k make this up podcast you can find me everywhere podcasts are available i'm also on facebook youtube instagram and twitter so until next time peace i can't make this up being the wing man got me punched in the face by this crazy chick i can't make this up gave this cool old man to ride home now i'm harboring the fugitive i can't make this up pin between the fat chick and the speaker now my shirt smell like her backside i can't make this up it's all bad because my man about to get stabbed in his hand over french fries I'ma let the land over legend do the rest. I'm out.